diamond of a white Christmas Just like the one I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow
fire, the flame grows higher, so I will weather the storm, what do I care how much it may storm, I've got my love to keep me warm. Weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. The lights are turned down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in the storm. But if you really hold me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. The fire is slowly dying, and my dear, we're still goodbying. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Leave us, prepare a few drinks. We'll all reek. Cause the weather outside really... But since we've no place to go Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow Mr. Haynes, if you'll render a ballad for us All right We'll join in the chorus Cause the lights are way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm The fire is slowly dying It's out And my dear, we're still goodbye Goodbye But as long as you love me so Let it snow Let it snow Let it snow So I'm 
town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shine the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered Christmas, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Patricia and I were just shooting the breeze for a little while on the phone, so we're going to bring her in. Let's say our prayer first. Dear Lord, thank you for 
the wonderful Christmas season with our family, our listeners, everybody out there. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Okay, let's get up and get Patricia on and look at what the show, which is always good stuff. Jaws for window. Conversate, Jerry, John, Gat, Larry, Michael, Susan, Tim, No, Thomas, Plus One, Bill, Cry, Cynthia, Dennis, R, Frank, Brett, Jeff, Silk, Jim, Tate, KAC, Carolyn, Rock, Carolyn, Rock, Patricia, Hewitt, Phone Number, Applications, Contact, Send, Asset, Invite, to View, Profile, Invite, to Enter, Leaving Menus, Conversation, and List, we'll List, View, Patricia, done. Unloading, Jaws, Cancel, But, Okay, And we're gonna bring Patricia in, she'll pick up the phone, and we'll be asking for you to give us a call to the night, hello there, you're Am on, here? you're on the air, Hello there. Am I too low? Patricia, can you this better? I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I couldn't hear you at all. Okay, I had me. I had you. T- I, I was protecting your ears. Oh my goodness, you protected everybody's ears. I know. That's perfect. Okay, okay. I that had it way, way low. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. We're here for another night. And hello, Patricia. How are you? Hello, Alden. I didn't realize that you had hopped us over already. Uh-huh. Boy, it's a good thing I didn't say anything bad, huh? Oh, you never say anything bad. I can work on that. You can? You think you can do it? Sure. You think you, you I th- can do that. Hi, th- everybody. <laughs> we are at the end of our year. My goodness, we've only got a couple of days left. Mm-hmm. So, I have a theme for tonight. Tell can me. I say the theme right away? You better. You better. Yeah? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Because we are approaching the end of the year and the Christmas season is almost over, I would like people to share the random acts of kindness that they or others did during the year or that they heard about during the year. So that's a pretty cool one, I think. Random acts of kindness. Yeah, when people did Mm -hmm. little kindnesses. And it could be anything as simple as letting somebody ahead of you on the supermarket line. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really a kindness. When somebody's got little kids or is in a hurry or only has one or two items and you've got a basket full, that's a nice thing to do. So those are I what think, I call my... Hmm? I think a lot of our family members might not want to share what they might have done. but Maybe they know something. Maybe they want to share another act of kindness that they're aware of. Oh, sure. That's what I said, that they did or others did or that they heard about during the year. That's fine. Why wouldn't anybody want to share what they did? Oh, they might not. Would you share what you did? Not all of it, no. Well, I think I think there's always, I think I like being Santa Claus sometimes, not telling anything. I mean, I love being Santa Claus. You know that. I know you do. But when when you talk about those things, it gives people ideas about what to do the next year. Mm -hmm. That's true. But, uh, you know, the good Lord always bless people who don't toot their horn, too. So I think, you know. But I think a really nice rack of kindness. I, 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 I'll tell you one that happened the holiday season. Um, one of the things that my Lions Club sponsor is an abused woman shelter um, that allowed children to stay with them, which is really nice. A shelter? Yeah. Okay. So, in other words, it's like... Uh, it's apartment living. 
Mm-hmm. And so last year, my dad went to um, Macy. Because we were asked, besides, we all, for Christmas time, we always give toys to the kids. And well, I'm an older kid, so we, you know, so you always want to kind of concentrate on buying stuff for the older kids. But well, I should have had a request uh, that a lot of the ladies didn't have perfumes and different little things, you know, to make Personal them feel. Yeah. yeah. And so, like a week before Christmas, we, uh, Dad and I went down to Macy. And they said, oh, we wish we would have known we would have been able to get you more. So they gave us about, I'd say, at least 18, you know, the sample surprises and everything. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to take care of this this time. Well, this year, my dad, we heard about it. My, it was a week before Thanksgiving. And my dad went down there with a the letter and... They loaded up one bag, and they said, they said, we, could you let us um, keep working on this? Because I guess at Macy's department stores, they're all independent vendors that sell the cosmetics, the perfumes. It's not owned by mm-hmm. Macy's, it's independent vendors. And the woman in charge, she said, I have an eight-year-old girl, and what we're trying to do we're trying to show opportunity to help the community and to show volunteer work, you know, with our daughter. We want to train her that way. And so they worked on it, and they called us like two weeks later, and we wound up with over 243 products for the 17, 18 gals. And I think that's really nice that Macy and... All the vendors went ahead and really dug deep to come up with a lot of good products. Yeah, yeah. And it's so nice that uh, I'm guessing that it is the group that runs the shelter for the women and their children who said these are the things that we need. And it was so nice of them that they were on top of this and recognized that it's kind of special to be able to have those kinds of things. And they don't have some of these women who are in the shelters, show up with nothing but their kids. Correct. They, because they're escaping some really terrible situations. Correct. They don't have shoes. They don't have purses. They don't have anything. They yeah. just show up with their kids and say, can you help us? Yep. And, of course, somebody always does. But to have these kinds of things, these little niceties, is just so special. So that's, that's really cool. Very that's nice. A, see, see, I told you, there's a random act of kindness. I know. That's true. But that's what Macy, I, so I really want to give the flashlight to Macy for doing all that. That's very nice of them. To, yes, it was. Very nice yeah. of Macy to do it that. Because, not only because they did something nice, but I'm guessing that they probably have a fair number of requests for them to do something special at Christmas time. And um, they they decided that this was a good one that they needed to support. Mm-hmm. That's right, pretty cool. Right now, it's gotten very hard. Um, to contact restaurants and corporations and chains to get donated prizes for uh, fundraiser things. It's really gotten mm-hmm. very, very tight and very corporate. In the old days, you could walk down and put in a letter and uh, 
and they helped you out, but now they yeah. want to set it up to corporate headquarters, and sometimes it takes several months if you if you even want it all to get a donation. And so, uh, was it too bad? Um, I, I like the idea. Uh, I'm a small town guy, so I, I like the idea of having a lot of that decentralized into local management to have them determine, because they know what's what's good for the communities and what makes it worse, you know. So that. However, mm-hmm. some things just go by the wayside as we so-called make progressions, and we improve and we make progress all over the place. And a lot of it is really nice, but we usually have to pay for it with something. I'll tell you a really nice something happened to us years ago. Hold on, call. Let me just tell this one story. You know, um, I don't know. Most people know I was born. I was the first baby in the whole wide world to survive the Rowe-Pierre syndrome. I'm in the medical record books, and that's the cleft palate, which I can being extremely nearsighted. And my mom and dad were thrown into a debt, $10,000 debt in 17 days. And, you know, this is back in the 60s where, you know, you didn't have insurance, you didn't have those things. And when it got to be Christmas time, my mom and dad got a, 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 a Christmas letter from the doctors saying, I wish you a Merry Christmas, and he wrote the debt off. The whole thing. His, his, wow. portion, his portion of the debt. Hello there, Hi, Paul. Guys. You're on the air. Hey, this is Paul. Hi, hey guys. hi, Paul. Well, hi, Paul. How is your armchair tonight? See, I remembered. <laughs> uh, I'm about to go out to it uh, around 8:15. I'm going to go be with my wife out there. And, uh, but on your theme, yeah, um, yeah, I won't talk about things that I've done myself because. Um, Walden, is it? Walden, uh-huh. Walden, okay, as Walden said. Um, you know, the Lord says, uh, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing right. in regards to like, um, things you do for people like that, that if you seek acknowledgement in the world, then you don't get it from him. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I know that's not what your intention no. is that way. No. But I'm going to tell you about something that was done nice to me, not this year, and it shouldn't matter. But another year, because it was so amazing for me. Now, this is 13 years ago, and uh, I was off on disability. I don't think I even had the diagnosis of MS yet, and uh, I didn't have a Xerox machine. And I was bringing medical. I was Xeroxing medical records in a um, Save Mart in town. And uh, to to send out uh, disability and whatnot, and uh, probably further doctors. And uh, a lady came to use a blood pressure machine next to the Xerox machine, and um, we struck up conversation after a while. And as time went by, I I started sharing with her what I was doing and what I was going through. And uh, so we talked some about that, and then her husband uh, 
walked up and she introduced him to me and she very quickly told him what uh, I was going through and we were all standing up at that point uh, and then he said let's pray so right there in the middle Safeway I mean Save Mart uh, we were all together hand in hand and uh, he prayed for me such a great prayer that uh, really melts my heart, meant, meant very much to me. And then um, shortly uh, they said goodbye and um, I watched them leave and, and then um, about more than about, well probably less than a minute, uh, he came running back in and he came up to me. And he says, I got a little something for you. He says, take your wife out on a date. And he, he grabbed my hand and put his hand in mine and, um, you know, stuffed my hand full of all of these <laughs> crumbled up bills. And then he, um, he went away. He walked away and my eyes just filled with tears. Uh, I didn't count it right then. I just looked and I could get the idea that it was a lot of money. And uh, so I just I watched him leave until I couldn't see him any longer, uh, eventually looking out the windows at the parking lot. And um, <laughs> then I counted it, and it was $100. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You really could do something special. Yeah. Oh, what a sweet thing to do! And you didn't know who he was. He didn't know who you were. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, no, he did give me a contact. He gave me. He, he asked me if I ever heard of this man, and uh, and I don't remember his name. I have it in my medicine cabinet somewhere. That's stuck on a sticky note. Um, he. He asked me if I ever heard of this man who was an evangelist who actually travels around the world, and he asked me if I wouldn't mind if the guy called me up just to, to pray for me, because he actually apparently has prayed for some people and they've had some pretty miraculous healing. And I said, no, I don't, I don't mind. And boy, you know, the guy, he did end up calling me, you know, fairly, fairly soon. And we, we talked briefly, and he prayed for me. So I, I haven't had any miraculous healing. I do believe that the, the Lord still does that, but <clears throat> uh, but it didn't happen with me, and I was perfectly okay with that. <clears throat> but when I came home from from the, after I finished Xeroxing, and I stepped in the front door, um, and a friend was over visiting my wife, and I... I tried to tell them both that I couldn't speak. I couldn't speak all the way in my head. You know, if you ever get your really emotional thing happening and your throat's all, you know, caught up mm. where you can't even speak. Yeah, I yeah, sure you know. know. That's what happened to me right then. And after about five, ten minutes, I was able to uh, share with them what happened. And... Um, just that really, really meant a lot to me, and it also has uh, prompted me to be very giving in that way too. Not that I wasn't giving before, but 
the joy, the real joy of helping somebody who is definitely not as well off as you are. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's worse off than you are, even if you're disabled and you don't know if you're going to lose your house or, or what's going to happen. Cause yeah. So, so uh, that ability to do that is, and, and not even get to see the person necessarily, um, because I, I haven't on, on, on my biggest blessing ways that way. I, I haven't seen the people, but um, but when the Lord has blessed me, like my mom died, uh, it's over a year ago now, I think, and um, she, when she moved into a uh, assisted living place and, and had made the decision to sell her house and move there, um, she, she sold her house in the time when the, before the market fell for houses, and she made a lot of money. So sold wow, a thousand dollar house for like six hundred and fifty thousand, something like that. Yeah. Where they had added on, but um, still. Anyway, so there was a there is a fair amount, the most money I've seen anyway that um, was given for us kids, each of us kids. So yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Blessings, uh, blessings come in different packages. Secret. I was, uh, at my wife's suggestion, not that I wouldn't have thought of doing something like this, but she suggested giving each of our kids a thousand dollars, and so because they're knowing where it's coming from and it's not a secret, I'm not looking to to lose <laughs> anything. Um, I gave each of our kids a thousand, and that was a really nice feeling to be able to do that for them now. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's great. That's great. Well, those are great stories, Paul. Thank you for sharing them. Sure. And we're almost to the end of Christmas, so we're going to have to start working on next year's. Yep. <laughs> All of us. Yep. That is so cool about the man in the supermarket, though. That that was really a very sweet thing to do. And you're right. Those are the kinds of things when somebody does something nice for you. And I don't mean you specifically. I mean in general. When somebody does something nice, it makes you sit back and wonder, well, you know, you make you, you get a little bit more aware of things around you, and suddenly there are ways you can help, and it doesn't even have to cost money, like $100. Um, it can be something simple, like making a dinner for a neighbor. So that's good. That is good. Thank you for doing that. So what is your weather out there this week? Paul is in California. Or, or you know, visit, you know, to somebody, like, to somebody who's sick. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Or even a phone call. If you can't get out, even a phone call. I'm, I just wanted to let you know I was thinking of you. Sure. That's a great suggestion. That's right. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be catching you guys later because I'm going to confuse my wife right now. But okay. Then, we'll we'll <laughs> talk to you later then, Paul. Thanks for calling. You're, you're welcome. Walden? Yeah, Paul. Quick question. Yeah. Did, you, did you shut down an hour early last night? I shut down at 1 o'clock. Yep, I had a I had a business meeting that ran from one thirty till four in the morning. <laughs> I keep strange hours, so I was uh I was working on the budget between one thirty to four o'clock this morning. So I uh so I played radio shows until one in the morning and uh then then went to work. Okay. 
Uh, it's, it's an upcoming, I, I'm, I, it's an upcoming audio project, and um, it's a separate company, so I had to work with the president on coming up with the budget. So uh, I'm hoping what we're working on will help Yesterday USA out. So uh, I'll know probably sometime next year. But yeah, I'm working on some stuff. So okay. yeah. Called to say goodbye. Peace. Goodbye to you. Uh, so. we'll be up. So hopefully. I'll Hopefully I'll catch you guys tonight. Sounds great, Paul. Sleep out there too long. Alrighty. God bless you guys. You bet. God bless your evening tonight with, with everybody else. Take care. You bet, Paul. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, 714-545-2071. What react, uh, random acts of kindness you know about or like to share? There's always... Um... Oh, a couple. Oh, I mean, it's it's a great it's a great topic, Patricia, because it's so fun to see where it comes from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I you don't know, know. One of the things that strikes me each year, we we tend to hear about the big ones, like mm-hmm. the people who showed up in Kmart yep. and paid off some of the layaway bills for people who were really in tight circumstances yep. and had kids. And that prompted a whole bunch of other people to just walk into stores and say, okay, who's got a layaway account here? But the little ones make the world go around all year. And those are the ones that just delight me. I mean, I'm, I really yeah. get touched by the, by the big ones. But the little ones tend to be overlooked, and I just, I just love hearing little ones. So. Oh, I'll give a quick little one. that Frank Sinatra was well-known as a very charitable giver. What he would do... He would watch the news, and if he saw somebody in trouble, he would call the news department and ask who it was, and make sure he could make a don't with and have it anonymous. He never wanted it known uh, that it came from him. And a lot of time, mm-hmm. and a lot of time, he was known to go in debt to help people out. Hello there, you're on air. Yeah, was there a story not too long ago about a former New York person who was sending out hundred dollars to people? I think I heard about that. I, I, somewhere, somebody from the South, wasn't it? Oh, oh it, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think it was somebody from North it was Carolina. Up in Hurricane Sandy right. area was walking through at Christmas time and passing out hundred dollar bills. Yeah, I know something not too long ago too about people were getting some some of the mail last year, the year before. I can't remember. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, there was this guy that was for people, they were signing a secret Santa or something like that. Uh, here in, you know, in Los Angeles, we, our worst part of the area is Skid Row. You know, that's where we have extreme alcohol problem, homeless problem. And every Christmas, for like for 10 years, Santa came over and he had $10,001 bills that he would give away. And with the same gentleman, what? yes, ten thousand. Do you know how many dollars that is? I know ten thousand one dollar bills. A one dollar bills? I thought you said one hundred dollar bills. One, oh my God! One dollar okay. bills. And then, oh dear he, me! And he, I need that sugar daddy. What? And he okay. he would give it, and the, for years the media were trying to track down who he was. He would never tell them who he was, but he did it for like ten years in a row. That's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Who did he give 
them out to? The, the homeless, the the, uh, the people who were on the streets and uh, and no, skid, exclusively the, the people uh, who were down, literally down not making it month to month and hand to mouth. Yeah. Well, how cool is that? Yeah. That is selective. That is good. I like that. I like that. So, what ones do you know about, Fred? goodness i ask you guys what would you like for a cd and you say oh gee i don't know i think our family are just awestruck when you ask them the question patricia is that what it is yeah i just blow them away yeah patricia. all right so what kind of snow do you think you might be getting what it's the white wet kind the white wet kind okay then well the wet kind is what you can make a snowman out of this is good this is good well, I had a really good time listening to your story. All of them. I mean, that's really good. That's exactly the kind of stuff I'm hoping people will share. Well, I'm going to hang up and listen to some more. All right, Fred. You guys have a good night. You too. All right. Maybe we'll talk to you later. Oh, maybe. I might be awake. <laughs> if yeah. we don't put you to sleep, it'll be cool, yeah, right? Probably time you get up, we'll still be on air. That's possible. <laughs> Just make the have coffee and be ready. All right, Fred. Thanks so much. Merry Christmas, everybody, and Happy Merry New Christmas. Year. Merry Christmas. We're almost to the end. Oh, dear. 714-545-2071. What racks of kindness are you aware of? I was just thinking some of the most generous people I've known in my lifetime, and uh, I was just thinking of a gentleman named Tony, who was, uh, who was a well-known horse better at the races. He was a gambler. He didn't know anything about horses, but he knew how to gamble. He was wounded very badly in World War II. And he made his living gambling. And and he would bet Patricia $3,000 by 9 o'clock in the morning. Oops. And, but he made money every year. But yeah. he, he was so generous. He would, he would go to the restaurant and always look for a mom and a little girl or something. And he would always make sure he bought their meals. Just, just people he didn't know. He was just always, mm-hmm. he was just always trying to do little things. Or if he heard about somebody down up, he would just pull out two hundred dollar bill, just give it to anybody. He didn't care. He just, you know, it was just a rack of but kindness. He, somebody needed it, and he didn't, so he that didn't. was fine. Yeah. Hello there. You're on the air. Hello. 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 Hello.
Ralph, are you snowbound? Hello, Ralph from California in snow country. How are you? Well, we're, we're fine over here. Uh, I, I called because your voices over the internet are coming in real choppy. You sound fine on the phone. I, I thought maybe uh, there was some oh. problem. Well, maybe Patricia right. can oh, check over gonna, there. I'm going to put you on mute. I'll, I can hear you guys, but I'll turn up she and see check. what's happening on my end. Okay? So Ralph and I will talk. For, Ralph, are you getting any snow up there? I mean, you know, we got, I heard in Palmdale, which is, you know, over here in the desert down here, they're getting snow. So everybody, a lot of people in California are getting snow. Well, we may get some on Tuesday, from what I understand. Oh, wow. Good grief. Yeah. So, snow on Christmas and snow on New Year's Day for you in, in a week. We're fine on my end. Okay. I can, I'm not getting any kind of a breakup on iTunes that I'm listening to, Ralph. No, you, you both sound fine on the telephone. Maybe some problem with the internet. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Um, it must be California uh, air. Radio, but I happen to be up in the, uh, in the computer area, and I had you tuned in on there. Well, maybe you have to reboot the computer. You never know. It's coming over fine on my side, so I don't know. Kicking it, yeah, that, I think that always helps. Either kick it or throw it out the window. Why are the other will always... Threaten. All you have to do is touch it and say, you are going to die if you don't behave. <laughs> die. Yes, and that works. That works with plants, too. I'm going to rip you out by your roots if you don't behave. That kind of stuff. Yeah, it works. remember in the 70s during the, the L.A. morning show, and they read this news story that if you talk to your plants really nicely, they will grow faster than the one that you uh, you bark at. And they actually did a test study for a couple of weeks on the air, and they think it's true. So I guess if you talk to your plants really nicely or threaten them, you I, might get production. You never know. It's true. And with soft music and symphonies, they also grow better. I saw on one of the, I don't know, one of the science stations or Discovery, some, some really nifty thing that you can trust, and they started out planting in these um, screened-in, not really a greenhouse, but screened-in plant area so that they got filtered sun and they got lots of water and they all got the same amount of care. And they were side-by-side, side, so they got essentially the same everything. But on one... They played the soft music, and the other one, they played hard rock, and the hard rock ones did not thrive, but the other ones did. Yeah, now, there yeah. is a case uh, for good music. I, have a, I don't know who he is exactly, but there's a young guy, I presume he's a young guy. 
He goes by here at least twice a day. And we're like 50 yards from the road. And you can hear the, the stereo in his car. Terrible. Just thumping out bass notes. Oh, and, gosh, I hate that. And I was saying yesterday, I wonder how long it'll be before he is deaf. Not very long. Nerve damage is high among kids. It rattles our windows. Yep. Uh, it's, they, it's just hard to understand how much damage even a couple of episodes with a loud noise. Like even a, a sledgehammer. You use a sledgehammer on metal or a, a power tool for a couple of times, and you've already done some damage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I worked around jet aircraft for like 25 years. Uh-huh. I have definitely lost some hearing. Really? Uh, when did they, know, when did they introduce job, ear protectors, Ralph? When did they introduce in, ear protectors and require them? They were, were breaking uh, up for him, too. In later years, they did issue you ear protection. I guess it became an issue. Do you know when it became required? Uh, yeah, I started in... 62, and I think that about the first time I got issued any ear protection was 10 years later, Mike, 72. Wow. My right, uncle, Jim, who was a jet flyer, you know, for the Air Force, he thinks his hearing loss is due to flying in jet planes, you know, for the, you know, all those uh, flyers, you know. Very noisy places uh, to be, yeah. Frequency kind of sound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just all kind of run together and nobody has a distinctive sound. Exactly, yeah, exactly. It's like sitting, sitting in the middle of a restaurant and everybody's talking at the same time. You don't have any idea who's saying what. It's just all of this is being surrounded by sound. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, well, the main reason I called was to tell you you were coming over, uh, you know, very stuttery on the uh, Internet. Okay. Well, with, um, maybe we'll get a couple of more calls and see if it's happening in their neck of the woods, too. Because it's, it's fine on my end, but I'm in Florida. So, you know, it's... I'm, 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 fine. Let me just kick this thing up. <laughs> <laughs> Walden is fine, but I'm not? No, you are, too. You're finer than I. Aw. You're, you're so lovable. Oh, adorable. I just turned on the, uh, the voice on the Internet. You're not... It's not coming over that way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's good. Did you know we're talking to Cuddles? Yeah, I got Cuddles. And that's adorable and it's lovable. It has to be, you have to have an eight. What a group. It's a good thing they don't have us all in the same I know. <laughs> I know. Ron, Ron called in one night and said he was irresistible. There so you go. We're really cooking here. One night. And I know we have people who are listening who did not be with us when, when we first started this, but when we first started, I told Walden he was so lovable one night because he did something very endearing. He always does things endearing, but I told him he was lovable, and he said, oh, you're adorable, and Ralph called and said, this is Cuddles talking. <laughs> so, 
so you'll hear us say things like that every once in a while. And uh, if you've got a well, pet name for yourself, please identify yourself when you call in. So, Ralph, you have you, you got an idea for the theme? You have a, a story for the theme? Yeah. You know how much snow we have up here? Yeah. You bet. That was very nice. You bet. Because they didn't know each other. You know, it's it's always it's always risky, and especially today, when you offer to do something like that for somebody, it's it's you really have to be cautious. But it was nice that he wasn't because this guy really needed help. I hope. Yeah, he actually had the chains with him and all. Yeah. Had a big box with the tire chains, and. Uh, Surely pines, wow, that's way, that's way high. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot more snow than we did here. I wonder how many people hitchhike anymore. You know, that, you know, now people, people are very nervous about hitchhiking a ride. Yeah. Let's face it. I think it. The, the, a patrol car will pull over and give you some grief if you're caught hitchhiking as well. So, but, I don't know, that's a great question. Well, when I was in the Navy... Yeah. I used to hitchhike all the time. But there were certain areas where the uh, shore patrol would actually pick you up and, and take you in and put you on report if they caught you hitchhiking. Really? Yeah. But I, I never got caught. Yeah, well, you know, you're, you're so special in that department. <laughs> you're the only person I know who could wreck somebody's wash and uh, wash line and be able to get fun out of it and never get caught. And you really uh, didn't wreck it. You just yeah, played tricks. I was tricks. thinking of that the other day. Listen to him. He's laughing again. Oh, gosh. You are too funny. What? I mean, how Did many times in your life do you just happen to be up in a tree? <laughs> <laughs> Not very often, I have to say. <laughs> pulling her laundry. That is too funny. You know, it really is funny. It was not harmful in any way. It was it, no. it was just a, a cute little prank. An item it, of clothing, you know, pin it onto the line and then yeah. push the line out so she would have room to put the next piece on. Right. So if she turned to get it, we would push it back. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'd the line and she'd have the thing in her hand and Close pin in her mouth. <laughs> 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 she'd have to put the thing down and push it out again, and we would push it back. Oh my god! How many times? How many times were? 
how, how many times were you able to do that before you left or she caught on? Well, she, I don't think she ever caught on. We, we, we finally tired of it and left. Probably, probably looked for another tree. I don't know what we were doing up there. That's funny. That really is funny. You know, I, I always say I am not a fun person with practical jokes. I just hate practical jokes. I hate seeing people have jokes played on them. This was a harmless kid prank. This was not a practical oh, yeah, joke where yeah, somebody, yeah. nobody wound up with egg on their face. And in a practical joke, somebody always winds up being a dope. And I just hate yeah, that. But was, this, uh, this was really cute. I, if I had the opportunity to do it again, I, I wouldn't do it. But I would. <laughs> Ralph, can I ask you? A, Ralph, can I ask you a question? Yes. All the things you've done, all the uh, <laughs> makeshift you've done. Yes. Did you ever get caught? Oh my! That's a great question. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, but. <laughs> Oh, I love the yeah, but I told you I had a nursing instructor who always gave us, I don't want, I don't want to hear ever, ever, ever yeah, but, and we didn't know what a yeah, but was. You just gave one. Yeah, but, but what? Yeah, well, uh, we, we were on the um, Kennedy Airport, and any time you drove the truck into a, uh, an area where the planes were kept, you had to go through a guard shack. And the guard would come out and ask you who you were and such. So we had one guy used to sleep all night. So we, we started putting firecrackers <laughs> with a cigarette on the fuse. <laughs> and it would take like two three minutes for it to blow up. Yeah. And then we would go hide around the corner of the hangar and just watch, you know. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> so, anyhow, th this is a true story. I'm giving you the straight facts. <laughs> I have the, no uh, doubt. The sergeant of the guards, he caught us. And he wrote <laughs> a three-page report to our boss. Oh, dear. Yeah, and they, they delivered the envelope and... I've always had a, um, been able to pick locks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pick the lock. And you still have the envelope. <laughs> yes. The his desk. Yes. <laughs> and in some sort of a magazine, we found a picture of a, a child with the stump of a firecracker in his hand, and his face was all covered with soot. And we wrote on this thing, Exhibit A. And <laughs> <laughs> we got a toilet paper roll and painted it red. And put a piece of rope in the end of it and stuffed it all in there so it looked like a, a big firecracker. And oh, my. And Exhibit B. And then we locked everything up. And the next day, we, me and my friend were called in the office. And he pulls this thing out. And he looks at it. And he just started to laugh. You guys, he says, it wasn't for you that the, the midnight shift around here would be like it's called. It would be a graveyard. You guys really liven things up. 
Oh my gosh, and you certainly did. I, I have a question about the guard. Was was the guard armed? Uh, no, most of them weren't. Most of them. All right. That's uh, no, not good enough. Uh, we were never in the, you know, right there when it happened. But oh my God, what what a, what a mess! And everybody, you know, the boss didn't have a, a office with a ceiling. It was like a cubicle. Uh -huh. There must have been 15 guys standing outside just waiting for us <laughs> to get in trouble. <laughs> Oh, gosh. He was laughing like the dickens. He said, listen, I don't want you guys, do you, I said, do you want us to stop? He says, no, I don't want you to stop. He says, because you're livening things up. He says, but please try and keep it in our department. <laughs> That's funny, or at the very least, don't get caught. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's funny. That really is it. You have the best stories. I think I had, I had some of the best bosses that ever walked on the face of the earth. Just real. Oh. So, it's good guys. when did he tell Tony all the story? Did he always tell her the next day, or did you? Did oh, he? yeah. Oh. <laughs> and she's still there? Wow. She said to me, oh, I wish I could be a fly on the wall <laughs> so I could witness all these things, you know. She used to yeah. She still laughs about it. Oh, my gosh. Too funny. Girl, you, know? you know, one thing, Ralph, we didn't have to go home and, you, and if your wife said, what happened at the office today? And you said nothing. Then you know you never had to say that. You always had something to tell your wife. Uh, always something, and you, you never had oh, yeah, to bring yeah, a note yeah. from her either. Yeah. Would you please excuse uh, Ralph today? He's having a bad day. <laughs> Nothing like that. I, I, I miss that job so much. I suspect they I miss you so. a lot too. But that that may be why the company isn't around anymore because of me. I don't know. That's right. That's you right. left, and and everything fell apart. <laughs> Well, that's my story for today. <laughs> well, it's a good one. It is a good one. And I, I really love the story about the person who who volunteered to drive the other guy. I mean, what? It, it would have just taken him forever to get back to his car. I would, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we're talking about going over a, a mountain pass that's over 3,000 feet and then to get to this place where his car was is at least another thousand feet up. So I know by what we had down here, they must have had an enormous amount of snow. Yeah. Well, that was really nice. Yeah. I Somebody that gets. Was really yep. cool. That's a high five for sure. Absolutely. Indeed. Well, do you want to. All right, Ralph. Okay. Uh, if I don't speak to you beforehand, you have a wonderful, happy new year. If not, we'll be here Monday. We'll be here Monday, so you can always call it New Year's Eve. I, I may. I, I haven't been off the phone all this week. I've been calling. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting to be a good habit. <laughs> all right, I'll say good night to you and uh, all right, thank Ralph. you for being there and listening. Same here. Oh, thanks, Ralph, and thanks for calling and great stories. Thank you. Bye-bye. I that didn't visit. Fun. This, this, 
this is, this is part of the fun stuff. Just the the get together with down home stuff. Oh yeah. It has been forever since I picked up a hitchhiker, and I don't think I've done it more than four times in my entire life. I was on a road here mm-hmm. that's very well traveled, and it's the road with all of the palm trees along it that Bill talks about every once in a while. Right. And there is this really nice-looking guy. He's young, probably not more than 20, mm-hmm. and He's hitchhiking as he's walking. Well, when you see somebody walking, you know that they're going somewhere. It's not like they're just standing on the side of the road waiting for somebody to pick them up. Yeah. And I, I thought, well, I don't know. It's, it's, oh, dear. You know, I mean, it's the middle of the day. It's daylight. Everybody has seen this guy. So mm-hmm. I pulled over. I said, where are you going? He said, my car broke down. I am late for work. I'm a waiter out on Sanibel Island. He said, can you just even, even bring me part of the way and I'll get a ride? And I thought, well, I don't have anything to do. I said, if you pay the $3 toll, I'll take you over. <laughs> and he did, and I did. And, you know, it was the last time I picked up somebody. And we just had a great conversation. Yeah. He was interesting and uh, had a great sense of humor, and he really was going to work. And I dropped him off at his restaurant. And after I got home, I thought, you know, that really wasn't the brightest thing in the world to do. But that was also the last time I ever picked up a hitchhiker. It's just so scary out there. But, you, th- you know, listen to the old radio shows and then the people talk. That, it was pretty common. It was very common, sure. You know? Zibber even started a hitchhiker bureau. Yeah. Or tried to. Tried to. 714-545. Was it the mayor who got robbed? Somebody got robbed on the first time out. He was supposed to be doing uh-huh. the checking, the background checking on people who were allowed to pick up hitchhikers in the first one. <laughs> picked up someone, and I think it was the mayor, wound up robbing him. So that was the end of the Hitchhike Bureau. 714-545-2071. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Patricia and I are here tonight. Sunday, tomorrow, Stuart Kanan will be on to celebrate the anniversary of him playing the bee 76 years ago uh, next uh, tomorrow. Uh, last year, the 75th birthday of the celebration happened on Friday. So Patricia got to interview him. Tomorrow will be John and Larry. Patricia and I will be back New Year's Eve at 7.30 West Coast. And then next Saturday, uh, Dean Martin's daughter, Dina, will be on with us at the top of the show. And we're not going to be able to take phone calls because she's going to be calling us from her onto the studio number. So it'll just be Patricia and I with her for the first hour or so. But it'll be fun. Can Patricia always do a good job? Patricia has a curious mind. Inquiring minds want to know. That's right. And somebody is always there with an answer. People are so gracious with their information and their personal experiences. It just blows me away sometimes. We've been blessed with a lot of good good guests this year on the show. And uh, hopefully we're going to get some more. I know we're going to. We're going to get to a sound effects man here pretty soon. That's going to be one of our future guests on the Saturday Night Show. We'll probably pre-record that, but that'll be fun. That will be great fun. And Lori Gaffman talked to Joan Benny tonight, and so Joan's going to be on the Sunday Show here in February. And we're working on good stuff like that, too. So... 714-545-2071. 714-545-2071. Give us a call. 
Love to hear from you. That's us. That's us. I still have two Christmas CDs to give away. So I have randomly, random is our keyword for tonight. Mm-hmm. I've picked two times for tonight. And I, I almost gave you what the times were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Duh. So whoever calls us the closest to those two times will get a Christmas CD. I've got two. One by the Philadelphia Brass Ensemble which is really nice. I mean, brass music at Christmas time is just the tops. And I've got a new CD. It's called An All-Star Christmas, and it's got Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, The Platters, Rosemary Clooney, Gene Autry, and Montavani, which I thought was kind of an unusual inclusion with all of that lineup uh-huh. to finish up with Montavani, who is known for his orchestral music. Orchestral, yes, I think that's the way you pronounce it. His orchestra stuff. Orchestral, correct. Yeah, Montavani's Orchestra. So those are the two that I have tonight, and if you call at the right time, you get the CDs. Yay! 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 What was the nicest random act ever happened to you personally? That happened to me personally. You know, after I wrote this out, I I started thinking. Um, I'll have to think about that for a while. I've had an awful lot of nice things done for me over the years. Uh-huh. You have a lot of good people who look after you. I have a lot of good people in the world who look after each other. Yeah. And it's so nice. And it is so nice. You know, people just walking up to a mom who's got two little kids and both of them are crying and, and ask, is it okay if I pick one of them up? And, you know, just that that kind of just considerations, I guess. Being considerate of other people is sometimes the greatest kindness that you can give. Very much so. Um, poor moms are so under stress sometimes. And a little help here and there can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I have, and I bet somebody has some suggestions or some stories to tell on this. But when I hear a parent... Not necessarily losing her temple, and and it's usually women in the, in the supermarket. Dads don't typically shop, or dads don't shop as often with kids as moms do. Mm-hmm. And I'll hear moms being really harsh and sharp, and you know it's just hurting the little kid's feelings. But sometimes when you butt in, that's exactly the way it's taken, mm-hmm. and it can make the situation worse, and it's really hard for me to evaluate whether or not to say, is there something I can help you with, or can I reach something on the top shelf for you, or can I say hi to your little girl? You know, just something that would break the tension a little bit, and sometimes it makes it worse. So, And I'm, I'm at a loss to know which is which. I usually stick my nose in. <laughs> and I usually say something like that. You know, you've got a beautiful child. Can I say hi to her? Or say, you know, uh-huh. and almost everything. Kids are just beautiful. I don't care. I, I, they just, kids are just so cool. Everything is new to them in the world. And, you know, that that helps as well. And you say, you're, you've got a beautiful child, and every child is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So God of angels, you know, the... Yes. They're, they're born yes. here to bring life into the world and love and and mm-hmm. make mom and dad's life interesting for, for the first yeah. 18 years or so. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Um, One of the things I have noticed in the supermarket in particular 
is more dads, maybe it's because I typically shop in the evening and the dads are home, more, more commonly mm-hmm. at home during the evening, but moms and dads shopping with little ones in either in their little carriers or they're sitting in the seats in the shopping carts. And the dads are having so much fun with these little kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say, oh, cookies. Oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. And, he'll, and, and I heard one father say something like, well, tell me what colors they are, you know, trying to redirect yeah. attention. And he was cheering. Oh, that's right. It's red. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was just such fun to watch. And here's poor mom schlepping around looking for things on sale. But, but he was having such a good time with that little munchkin. It was just so great to watch. And he wasn't the only one. Not the only one. I think I told you about the woman who had two little girls with her. I was buying something at the bakery in the supermarket. And they were just so excited. They give cookies to kids. Each child can have a cookie. So mom stopped by. They were going to have a cookie. And one of them said, oh, oh, I know what one. And she said, ah, it's not our turn yet. I mean, she was just uh, so sweet. Uh-huh. Not our turn yet. Okay, Mom. And they, they just were very patient. And one started getting kind of antsy in the yeah. cart. And she said, I know being patient is a very hard thing. You're doing <laughs> It was just so sweet to listen to her talking to these two little ones. Loved it. Who's great, there? great training. Great training. Hello there, you're on air. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, how you be? I'm doing pretty good. Good. But, um, you know, you were you were talking about um, doing random acts and things, and and then also the the deal about uh, uh, hitchhikers. Mm-hmm. Um, something that. Me and my wife did once. We um, we lived down by Milwaukee area, and there was a, a husband and wife, and their two kids were going cross country on bicycle. And uh, when they came to our area, I I met them at a, uh, like a Burger King or something like that got to talking to them and, and they told me where they were headed and all this and so we uh, so I said just put your bikes in, the, in my van we'll t- I'll take you home you guys can take it get you a nice hot shower and everything else and and uh, get the kids all cleaned up and so we did all of that and then uh, uh uh, after about three hours, we decided uh, let's just put everything back in the van, and uh, we drove them from uh, a place called Watertown, Wisconsin, to um, oh, what is that name of it? I can't think of the name. Just in Iowa, uh, just off out of the border there. I can't think of the name of it now. But we drove them that that distance uh, so that they could have, you know, just to give them a nice little break from all of their pedaling and everything. Yeah. How old were the kids, Gary? Um. See, I think I think the girl was five. You know, well, 
but well, they were working. I think they're like five and three. Wow. And uh, they had two little carts that they pulled along behind them on the bikes, and the kids were in one of them, and the rest of their supplies was in the other one. And they were just having fun going cross country by bike. Where had they started from? You know, I don't remember. Um, they were, I don't even remember where they were going. Now, um, I thought, I think they were going someplace around uh, maybe Reno, Nevada, was where they were going to end up at. Or maybe it was Oregon, I don't remember for sure. But that, that is scary, schlepping across the country with little kids like that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And all your worldly possessions fitting in a cart that you can pedal. Oh, my. Uh, gee, it's a fabulous experience. I don't think I'd be brave enough to do it. Well, if I did it now, I would do it by motorcycle. I wouldn't do it by bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. <laughs> but I, you I, own if, a bike? I had a, if I had a chance to do it by motorcycle... I'd do it in a heartbeat. Do you have a bike? No, I do A motorcycle, I mean. I've had, I've had some, you know, when I lived out in California. Um, yeah. I had a couple of dirt bikes. And, uh, but uh, now I haven't had one in years. I'm comforted. Those things but are I, treacherous. I'd almost be afraid to get on one again. <laughs> Wow, I'll say. it. Oh, my. Yes. Treacherous stuff. What kind did you own? Oh, did I own? Oh, I think the, the biggest was, uh, what I, I had a, a Suzuki 250. Okay. That's a pretty or, powerful uh, little bike. And, uh, and I had a a little 125cc bike, and and then we had probably five or six little um, lawnmower bikes. You know, what made you give them up? You know, little, what made you bikes that uh, you just put a lawnmower engine and you take off. What made you decide to give up the bikes? Um, just moving. Because uh, my well, probably my first thirty years, I I was pretty much almost like a gypsy. I mean, I I say gypsy, but uh, I'd only spend a couple of years wherever I would go. I've been um, I lived between Louisiana and California, and. Um, you know, just every couple of years, I decide, oh, I'm tired of this one. I'm going to go back to the other one. And I get tired over there, and I go back over to this other one. And then... Uh, Move then is I a four-letter word to me. Oh, my goodness. Then I came up here to Wisconsin, and I can't get out of the state. I don't want to leave the state. <laughs> uh, that's right. That was going to be my next question. Do you want to? And the answer, oh, no, and the answer is no. Do you have snow this week? 
we got um, uh, probably three, four inches today. Well, it started last night sometime in the middle of the night. Yeah, just enough to pretty it up and make a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all night fun. pretty. Got the snowblower out there and blew all the snow and now I'm done. <laughs> and now you're finished. Well, well, you want a question tonight? Do I want a question now? Yeah. Sure. All right. Do you want a radio question or a Christmas question? Uh, oh. Which of whatever you have on top. Well, I've got uh -oh. both of them on top, so I'll give you a radio question. <laughs> All right. In which city was the show Broadway Is My Beat set in? I have a foggiest idea. Yes, you do. New York? Broad oh, Broadway man, you got it. Is My Beat. He got it. You got it. Oh, yeah, he did? Yeah. I, I thought he said, I don't know. Then he said New York. All right, thank you. Yep. All right. He okay, so that means I, I can send you. Say well, that again? It, it quit stabbing the dog. Well, it's elementary, my my dear yeah, watcher. It it's elementary. <laughs> Thank you, Walden. Yeah. Elementary, my dear. Watson. My dear oh. Watson. You know, he never said that. He didn't. Not in any of Arthur Conan Doyle's works did he say that. So, I wonder if that would part... Oh, then I wonder if that would get part of the radio shows or the movies when we pick up on that. I don't recall. There may have been one, like a Tim Conway, uh -huh. something like that, or Tom Conway, rather. Um, it, it was one of the, I, the, what I would call the off actors. Yeah, I remember hearing I this. I may have heard it one time, but in yeah. Arthur Conan Doyle's work, it has not, it never appeared. I remember, not I think, hearing time. a part of the show, Ralph Richardson and Sir Gone Gilgood version would be my guess but that you heard it uh -huh. one time uh, yeah a couple times yeah yeah uh, good old arthur like conan doyle never said it, it you know but it was it was something that the the writers wrote for the the particular movie mm -hmm. but it wasn't from uh the books it wasn't from the sherlock holmes series you're right you're right okay so what show would you like you got a whole mess of them here coming I know. And, uh, Boy, we really wrapped him up this week. I know. He's done pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been on every night. <laughs> See, you pick it so, up. what would you like? <laughs> what was that? Be shame of myself. Oh, now, yeah, now. Well, okay. Now, well, now. if you're not ashamed, then I won't, I won't give you anything for tonight. Oh, now, you, you offered him one. You each ought to stay by the office. Oh, I know. But he said he, I don't want to add to the shame. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> well, I don't want to add to your shame. I mean, if you're feeling ashamed already, I don't want to compound it. Well, well, I think... <laughs> I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, Gary, I have a warped sense of humor. What would you like? Um, gosh, uh, I, w I was thinking about it earlier now, and that's completely left me. Um... Danny Kay. Danny Kay. Well, then, are there any Danny Kay shows out uh -huh. there? Yep. Yep. Um, 
That's how come I met my sec my second mom, Kitty Cow, because she was a senior on the Danny K radio show and the currently the currently running one, I think, here the last week or so. And, that, and that's the name of the show, the Danny, the Danny K, K, K show? show. Uh huh. Started January sixth, nineteen forty five. And okay. it went into nineteen forty six or forty seven. So then that's what I will find. And his daughter has I never looked for them. And his daughter's coming out with a book on her dad. On Danny K pretty soon, so we should be trying to track her down. Yeah, he was an interesting person. Yeah. Okay, I will track down the shows, Gary, and make sure they're in your envelope. Thank you very much. My pleasure. You have a wonderful night, and thank you for calling. Sure. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. I, I enjoy it, so... I'm glad. <laughs> well, I do <laughs> thank you for calling. You have a... Be, be safe. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it just adds to, you know... Add something else that I know now. That's uh, true. That's uh, true. I, I, it's, it's amazing what we learn around here, you know? It's just amazing. All right, well, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Okay, Gary, you have a good night. You don't pull up something interesting, I want to talk to you again about tonight. I'll talk to you Monday. Sounds great. Okay, that's good. Thank you. That's great. All righty, bye. Bye-bye. You know, Patricia, your name was brought up last night on the show. Rot row. Yep, yep. Was Se it good stuff? Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Well, last night, you know, we were having a guest on, and Larry said, "Well, John, go look it up on Google, or go do this on Google." And I said, "John is replacing Patricia on Friday night. See, I mean, Patricia normally does all the research, and so." That we got, all got a big kick out of that, okay? Poor John. We had to do all the See? internet research. All right, so I am valued. This is good. <laughs> Hello there. Who's You're there? on the air. Hi, Walden. Hi, Patricia. Hello, Bob. How's everybody tonight? So, you everybody is fine. You How sound a lot better. Well, I think I'm feeling better. You sound a lot better. You sound better. better. I can still get into a good cough every once in a while. Well, you sound so good, I didn't recognize you right away. <laughs> <laughs> didn't recognize me when I felt bad either. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You've got this very um, low-key hello when you first say hi. Pardon? And, and I say, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? You don't say a whole sentence. You just say, hello. And Walden recognizes your hello, and I don't. I'm so sorry. Well, that's probably why he recognizes it. I it, it could be. You know, I, yeah, I just kind of sit back and either wait for you to say another sentence or for Walden to say, hi, Bob, and then I know where I am. If Walden didn't say, hi, Bob, then would you know who it was? Probably so, not for a minute. What she'll, she'll, what she'll do, she'll say... See, I recognize you guys, boys. I know, I know. But you know what... that's special. You, you know what Patricia would do if I, if I left for Hanning, she'll say, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> we, have to, we have to cultivate a little bit of New York in you. What? Yeah, but you can do that New York accent. I know. I don't I think she... I don't sure think I she's... Do that. I don't know if I she's... Mean, you know, that's where some of us grew up, you know? I don't know if she's ever had, lived in New York. She doesn't have this New York, New Jersey accent about her. Oh, I know. You I know? got robbed. You know, you don't have it. Well, you didn't live I in know. Brooklyn then, or... Well, not too far from it. Oh, boy. I, I didn't, I went to school just north of the Bronx and Yonkers. Well, okay, but... Uh, you don't believe me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, I believe you, but some people don't 
Some don't get that accent, I guess. Well, I'm somebody. Well, I mean, what? I said some people don't. Yeah, well, a lot of people. Yeah, but I don't know what I'm saying. Did you notice, Patricia, Bob did a yeah, but routine? Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, but. Uh-huh. We're into yeah, buts tonight. Uh-huh. You see, now, if you get down in around Texas, where my wife is from. Yes. Uh-huh. They've got an accent. 